Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up to the minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in game live betting contests, and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or your mobile devices. Head to BetOnline today to become part of the team. And remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, the game starts here. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Believe in OK State podcast. I am Megan Robinson, joined by Justin Southwell. And Justin Southwell, only this time, Eve will be busy the next few weeks building his empire. Uh, we miss you, Eve, but sorry, guys, you're stuck with just us. This is easy. It's routes on air for me. No, I don't have to worry about going up against Eve this week. So no, no problems here on my end. We're good. Yeah. It's great. Well, if you guys didn't go to Bedlam Wrestling on Sunday, I don't know what you were doing. Uh, Justin, you have an excuse. You were out scouting competition in Arizona or, you know, working in Arizona, but that's neither here nor there. I I know you would have been there had you been in the state. Yeah, I was actually really looking forward to it toward the beginning of the year. I saw that it was going to be that weekend. And sure enough, something with work came up where I had to be out of town for it. But man, I mean, is there a better atmosphere in college wrestling than right here in Stillwater, Oklahoma against OU? I, it might be this upcoming weekend against Iowa. Like, it might be that much better. So um, it's just Oklahoma State wrestling has been a sleeping giant for a long time, and the giant is awake. So it's a fun time to be a wrestling fan for sure. It was. So I my first... I had never been to a wrestling duel in my life until I came to Oklahoma State. Like my high school had a team, but I just was not into wrestling. So I never went. And then I went to Bedlam in 2021 and it was amazing. And I hadn't been back until this year. I wanted to go last year and I had a conflict, but um, almost 10,000 people in GIA. I think that's the most packed I have ever seen that place, basketball games included. And yeah. the very first wrestler, number or 125 guy, pinned the OU guy in about like 25 seconds. And that place erupted. <laughs> it was insane. I was with my friend who had never been to a duel. And she was like, oh my God. Like it was wild. It was right. absolutely wild. That's the thing. GIA is such a special place. And when they're able to pack it out or get near capacity, it gets insanely loud so i'm really glad that you know wrestling's able to do that for us right now because uh, i know it's tough for basketball i hope that we'll you know get back to the glory days with that as well but yeah wrestling being back is uh, very great for what we got going on so i'm actually kind of surprised to hear that you hadn't been to a wrestling duel before that because pennsylvania wrestling is a pretty big deal mm-hmm. yes so what's uh, actually what's really crazy is that the town where my mom grew up, Paulsboro, New Jersey. So a tiny town in Southern Jersey, in South Jersey, Southern Jersey, South Jersey. What am I talking about? I've been away for too long. Um, They won, and I'm not exaggerating, like 30 or 40 high school, like state championships in a row. 
Yeah, so they are mentioned in the National Hall of Fame here in Stillwater. Some of the small wrestling schools like that, they're just obsessed with it. Everybody yeah. that comes out of there is amazing. Uh, that kind of reminds me of, I would say, like Perry in Oklahoma or El Reno for a while. I haven't been able to catch up with them as as much, um, but I'm, I would not be surprised to hear that they're still dominating. But back whenever I was a wrestler, those guys were the smaller schools that just seem to just always dominate. So I'm not surprised to hear that that's going on in the Northeast as well. Yeah. Well, and coach Smith, John Smith, actually, you know, I, I did a whole documentary on the wrestling program. I've mentioned that before on here. Um, and he recruits in, you know, Western Pennsylvania. Well, that's where Coleman Scott's from our associate head coach. He's from Western Pennsylvania. I'm obviously from Eastern Pennsylvania. Um, and then New Jersey. And he's like, Oh yeah, I've been to Paulsboro. I recruit from there all the time. I recruit in South Jersey. I recruit in Pennsylvania. Like, cause yeah. it's such a blue collar sport too. And like where my mom grew up as a blue collar town, a lot of Western, a lot of Pennsylvania is blue collar. Like you have Philly and Pittsburgh and then farmland in the middle. <laughs> so it's very, yeah. They probably already have their cowboy boots. Just saddle up, get down to Stillwater. Yeah. Yeah. And if you guys don't have plans on Sunday, do yourself a favor, buy tickets to this Iowa wrestling duel. It is a top five matchup. If you are unfamiliar, Iowa and Oklahoma State is one of the oldest and best rivalries in the sport. Back in the 70s, Iowa kind of emerged as like the top dog in the nation, unseating Oklahoma State. And now we're on the rise again. So that I'm I can't make it this weekend. And I am so bummed because I wanted to go so bad. Um, but I will be out of town. So I'm super bummed about that. But yeah, do yourself a favor, buy tickets to the Iowa duel. They're like 10 or $15. I think like go pack GIA. It's worth it. Do it. So worth it. And last thing I'll say about wrestling, you have a couple kids on our team on Oklahoma state team, and I'm sure Iowa's team too, but I don't care about them. I care about us who could very well be representing Team USA in Paris this summer in the 2024 Olympics. So go watch some like potential Olympians compete too. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, really close to what's going on there. So I don't know who all's where and doing what I do know. I have seen on social media, Ollie Gordon seems to be everywhere and he'll go to basketball games and other athletic events. I wouldn't be surprised to see that he went to the OU duel or the Iowa duel, uh, if he is available for that. And one of the things that's like really special, I think about athletes and it doesn't have to be at Oklahoma state, but for me, that's what I have experience on. It's like every student athlete seems like in, in any other sport goes to support the football program. It's a big deal. And I think that they really appreciate the reciprocity Whenever you see football players at basketball games, wrestling duels, tennis matches, whatever it is. So, you know, if you're a football player, get on down to GIA on Sunday, support the wrestling guys because, hey, they're on a run for potentially another national championship. So you don't want to miss out on that. Yeah. And Ollie was there on Sunday at the end after we won. He was sure to remind everybody there's only one Oklahoma and it ends with state. That's right. That's right. Perfect segue, Justin, to Ollie Gordon. We all know that he won the Doak Walker back in December. However, 
He received his official hardware last weekend in Dallas at the official Doak Walker ceremony on SMU's campus. He received that award next to Emmett Smith, who received the Doak Walker Legends Award at that same banquet. Justin, how do you think you'd react if you received an award next to a known legend in your profession? So you're you're a wide receiver, you know, like what if you received an award next to Randy Moss or Jerry Rice, just to name two people off the top of my head? Sure, but we don't even have to really change it up from M- Emmett Smith because, of course, he's a legend. I, I grew up a huge fan and actually... He's the reason I I wore number twenty two whenever I played. Uh, growing up in little league, that was it was it was kind of an interesting, uh, I guess, way of picking our numbers. So the coach would come out, he'd basically give every player the option to select two different numbers that they would want. And for me, it was like Barry Sanders is number twenty. I don't think I'm going to be able to get that. It's kind of like Michael Jordan being twenty three. Just you're not going to get it. But I thought maybe there's a chance with 22 for Emmett Smith. So when time came for me, I tried to outsmart the system. And I was like, number 22, Justin Southwell. And then I'd, I'd go all the way down and be like, 63, Justin Southwell. Because I'm like, they're not going to give me number 63. <laughs> so I thought it doesn't matter how many other people were going to put their name next to 22. They'll maybe mix and match based on position and what number might look good on that kid or whatever. And they're going to 63. Let's, you know, let's give Southwell 22. So luckily I got it stuck with it all through little league. I was super bummed whenever I got to junior high and it was taken. I had to settle for 24. Ah, Emmett Smith, man, you like, I let you down. I'm so sorry. Um, I bounced back though. Ninth grade, 22 was actually still taken. So I went for 82 because of Rashawn Woods. It was right around the time that he became an instant legend on campus at Oklahoma State. I had some uh, an interesting transition, we'll say, into high school. So I had uh, kind of planned on potentially attending Cassidy. It's a private school. And I worked out with them all summer, kind of with the intention that I would go play football there and attend school. And kind of the last minute, I was like, man, I I just feel like I would miss my friends at Westmore too much. So I don't think I can do it. I gotta, I gotta go back. So I I mean if this tells you how old I am, I had to look up Coach Whaley's phone number in a phone book call him uh, which is also very nerve-wracking like get the answer machine please answer machine please answer machine well he answered uh and so i basically was like coach uh, i don't know how often this happens but i was not able to practice with you guys this summer i have a great reason why i was planning on going to cassidy i worked in their strength and conditioning program i worked very hard won awards all this stuff I'm planning on coming to Westmore in the fall. And even though I didn't get to work out with the team this summer, I'd love to be on the team if you have an open spot. So we worked it out. I was able to join. The only problem was all the Jersey numbers were taken. So I was left with 
number zero, which is hilarious that it's so prominent today and people love it. And it makes sense for Ollie to wear it because his name starts with O. It's kind of like, I get it. You know, you can market that really well. But for a guy that's all of five seven, five eight, weighing a buck thirty in high school, wearing number zero got you names like being the mascot of the team and things like that. So that was not a great fun year uh, for a guy that loves uniforms. And, you know, I kind of had to prove myself a little bit. And eventually we circle back around to next year. I work it out with some other guys and Hey, number 22 opens up for me. So I'm number 22 again, in honor of Emmett Smith, my junior and senior year. And of course I would have loved to have had it at Oklahoma state, but 85 is a decent number as well. And uh, anyway, I saw say all of it to say, if I'm next to Emmett Smith, right? <laughs> full circle. I I don't even know how I'd actually be like, man, you are the reason I wore 22. The reason I persisted, I wanted to be just like you and to be able to win this award and stand here next to you. You have no idea how much that means to me because I have looked up to you and I hope one day I can be up here and somebody else was looking up to me and that I did right by them to carve a way for them to be so enthusiastic and passionate about football because that's what Emmett Smith did for me. That's all I got to say about it. Um. I'm going to be corny for a second. First of all, I loved how your story just went full circle, starting with 22 and then you bring it to zero and tying that, you know, that was just, that was, that was beautiful storytelling, Justin. So thank you for that anecdote. Um, but I, you know, what I'm going to say is a little bit like cheesy, but just get over it. Um, when I talked to Ollie over the summer, my first time ever like sitting down with him, getting to know him, I asked him who he, who, who his game was compared to in the NFL, like which NFL player do, does he think yeah. is more to him? Mm-hmm. And he said, Derek Henry. Mm-hmm. And I asked, cause I also know like the NFL is kind of a fraternity. I know college got like people meet people, whatever. And I was like, have you ever corresponded with him, DM'd him on Instagram, whatever. And he's like, no, he doesn't know who I am. He doesn't know who I am. Like, no. I was like, you never know. Like, shoot your shot. Reach sure. out. You never know. Yeah. Fast forward to this season. And Ali, there was a TikTok that the Titans posted. And it was asking players, like, who is the most fun player to watch in college football? Who's the most explosive player? And um, Derrick Henry, one of the players he mentioned was Ollie Gordon. So, you know, I know that he's not Emmett Smith and I understand that, but my point in this whole thing is that it's crazy to see where Ollie was in late July, early August last year. And now he's getting awards next to legends. Like he was not really on the map entering the 2023 season. And he was looking up to Derrick Henry. He's like, he doesn't know who I am. And now Derrick Henry is calling you one of the most fun players to watch in the entire sport of college football. Like that's inspiring to me. To just Absolutely. show hard work. Also, I think Ollie was always good. I just obviously didn't get the carries his freshman year. Interesting coaching choices the first three, four weeks of this season. I mean, like he's always had the talent, but it just shows like hard work and talent can pay off if you give yourself the time to let it. You know? Yeah. And absolutely. He capitalized on the opportunity. He was working for that moment and then capitalize seize the opportunity to be the guy and stand out and continue to build on that 
And now we know going into next season that this is the guy. And I understand to a certain extent, everybody else knows he's the guy as well. And they're going to key on him and game plan around him. But he's also the guy and he knows that. And you're going to get his best shot. They're going to give you their best shot. And guess what? I mean, more often than not, I'm expecting probably the best running back in the NCAA is going to win that battle more often than not. Because if you look at who the best running backs are in the NCAA over the course of any time period, the guys who are the best rise to the top. And it doesn't matter who's on the other side of the ball. They know Reggie Bush is the guy. They know, you know, Darren McFadden's the guy. They know that um, Ricky Williams is the guy. And they're always rising above the to to the top of their game and standing out even more. So I'm excited for that and and really excited for I mean, it's just great timing with the NCAA video coming back, uh, video game coming back because I did see something like he was going to be rated 99 overall. Yes. Like the best player in the game. Yeah. And that's going to draw attention for people that if they weren't already liking OSU for their uniforms, which should be enough, they get to play with some of the best players in the game. And I feel like that's going to be maybe a little bit of a hidden advantage in recruiting. So I feel like, yes, Ollie Gordon absolutely capitalized on his opportunity. Are our coaches going to capitalize on this opportunity? I mean, there's a, a mutual circle going and it's like just one thing is lending to it's the next thing. And I'm excited to see what happens, but at the same time, I mean, I'm excited for how it's going to just go this season one week at a time. I'm definitely going to be, uh, you know, really soaking it up in the moment because we like to look ahead all the time and talk about, you know, is, is he going to win another Doak Walker? Is he going to win the Heisman? And all that stuff happens at the end of the year. Like I'm excited to see what happens week one. I'm excited to ha- see what happens week two, week three, you know? Um, but to your point, you know, people can, can rise up real quick in the NCAA and, um, Barry Sanders is a great example. It's like, nobody really knew about him. And then all of a sudden he won the Heisman and now he's a legend and everybody knows who he is. And he's the greatest of all time. Well, all he had like a mini version of that and he has a chance to build on that. And if he's able to do anything close to the kind of numbers that Barry Sanders was able to put up and launch himself into the top two, three, four running backs in Oklahoma state history, based on what he's able to do this season. I mean, the, the sky's the limit. So let's, let's get, let's get excited here in February for the upcoming season. Like let's go right now. Six months out. Just about, uh, no, but you mentioned two guys, Ricky Williams and, uh, Darren McFadden. They are two of the three players to ever win the Doak Walker back-to-back. The third is, of course, Jonathan Taylor, who beat out our own Chuba Hubbard in 2019. So uh, Ollie could be (sighs) the fourth this season. We're not going to look ahead to that, Justin, as you said, that happens at the end of the season. But I think that's also really exciting, and I understand that the Doak Walker was not a thing in the Barry Sanders, Thurman Thomas years. I understand that. However, to have two legendary running backs like that come before you and then to be the 
to have the chance to be the first person at your school. And also like Chuba had a phenomenal 2019. Like let's not sleep on that. Like he had a phenomenal, phenomenal year. So to be the first two time or the the first two time winner in Oklahoma state history, the fourth overall is an exciting thing that he could possibly accomplish. We're not going to get ahead of ourselves. We're not going to go there. It's a great goal to have and to look forward to that. But I mean, yeah, at at the same time, it's a process. You got to work for it. It's not going to be given. And just because people know who you are now, um, that doesn't always pan out. So just stay hungry, stay humble, and good things are going to happen. Speaking of staying, staying at Oklahoma State, Ollie mm. decided not to leave. Um, we've talked about the transfer portal and all of that and how kids, and you know, Ollie's a perfect example of he didn't, he got playing time his freshman year. He did, but maybe not as many, like not nearly as many carries as he had this season right yeah and he could have left and gone somewhere else because he could have been annoyed that was never an uh, it was never an option for him he was always going to stay i'm just throwing out different scenarios he stayed after this year wins a dope walker you know he spoke with reporters at the the ceremony this past weekend and he said he received many messages with offers from other schools including programs with more nil money said he overlooked all of the calls and texts and didn't pay them any attention because Oklahoma State is a great program, great coaching staff. They make me feel like I'm at home. I didn't want to leave. When you look at our 2023 season, sorry, our 2022 season and the amount of turnover and the poor culture to 2023, and we're retaining the Doak Walker winner who could have probably played at a Alabama or a Georgia if he really wanted to, what do you think that that says about Ollie that he chose to stay here? Hmm. I just, you know, it, it's an interesting balance. I feel like they're the ones that make the headlines are the ones that leave. They up and leave for the what they think's, you know, greener pastures, bigger, better school, uh, where they can get the most nil. Sometimes it work out, works out. Sometimes it doesn't. And I don't know if like that's realistic of how it looks across all of college football. And I I know that there are numbers that show, you know, how many kids are jumping in the portal and where they're landing and all that stuff. And it's really exciting to track and see where, who's going to land where and all that stuff. But I would love to hear more stories like Ollie Gordon staying where he committed and growing where you're planted because it just shows like in this era where you have like all the distractions of, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go so far to call it like temptations, but to say that there's things like that out there and you're going to almost in a way be disciplined enough to stay, to say, I'm going to stay here and, and go this route uh, because, you know, for whatever reason, I, I, um, there's probably multiple reasons. There's maybe one big reason he decided to stay, and I, I'm not 100% sure, you know, what that is and how many factors that could be. But whatever it is, I mean, I hope that more people will see that across college football. Um, that they they realize that, you know, for X, Y, and Z, maybe I should stay here. Uh, so what does it say about him? Just how just special he is, you know, based on kind of what we're seeing, the trends today. Um, he's taking the traditional approach. 
maybe the unpopular approach, but the fact that he's able to really stay here and almost be able to, you know, kind of submit himself as a legend during this era, that's pretty cool because I think that we might be looking back in 10, 15, 20 years, and there's going to be this kind of dark cloud over the programs where it's like, who, you know, who, who gets to be, who gets to claim this athlete? Who gets to put them in their ring of honor? Is it where they accumulated all the stats? Is it who had them last? Uh, do we get to claim him because of Jalen Hurts? Absolutely. It, it, Jalen Hurts is a, a great example. And not to say like Ollie Gordon is better than Jalen Hurts because Ollie decided to stay at Oklahoma State. But Jalen Hurts, as great of a player as he was, might not stand the test of time due to the fact that he was at different programs. Like, is OU going to claim him or is Alabama going to claim him? Is they he going to have? So, yeah. So, I guess in that case, it'll be like, dang, I mean, he's, he's that good. So, we're both going to claim him. But it's almost like, should they? <laughs> Like well, he, didn't, he won he didn't national say. championships for Bama, and then he was a Heisman finalist for OU. Yeah. So they're and like, well, he's done great things for us. It's like if OU had a ring of honor, do they put Jalen Hurts in there? I mean, I personally, I don't think one year is enough to cement yourself in the ring of honor unless it's like a Barry Sanders year where yeah. you just like absolutely ball out and like break all of these records. Yeah. I mean, it's a, that's a great point. And it's kind of like, I mean, Jalen Hurts might not be the best example for what I'm trying to illustrate, I guess. Uh, I haven't given it that much thought. Jabbar Muhammad. Jabbar Muhammad. <laughs> Jabbar Muhammad. Um, it's like, as great as he is, and he played all these games at Oklahoma State, um, he might go on to be one of the best corners in NFL history. Can, can OSU put him in the ring of honor. I mean, probably not, which stinks, you know, cause he didn't finish out of his career here. So, I, I mean, that's, that's like a, just kind of a, a random example of that, but just how screwed up it has made the, you know, NCAA experience and how it's taken away all the uh, traditions and stuff that we have with college football. What makes it so fun? Cause yeah, you stick it out. You, you know, you become the best, where you grow, where you grow up and everything. So I don't know. Um, if you're good enough, you're good enough. So you can probably find a way anyway, but I'm glad he stayed with, o with OSU. I would hate to see him, you know, transfer to Bama, uh, transfer. I mean, honestly anywhere, but it's like, man, uh, him staying it essentially led to, uh, kind of a domino effect of all these other guys staying too. And here we have a chance to do something really special because one guy started it all kind of thing. I think there's something to be said too. You see it at the professional level of, you know, NBA players and NFL players wanting to play for a contender. And I am blanking on who it was. I want to say it was Dalvin Cook was cut, was released from the Jets and signed with the Ravens and the Jets released him so that he could sign with a Super Bowl contender to get a ring. I could be feel like it was Dalvin Cook. I don't fully remember. So don't don't hold me to that. But that it was a player that that happened to and they signed with the Ravens. Mm -hmm. 
in the NFL or NBA, you see them going to like these contender teams. So my point in saying that is that Ali could have easily, there's something to be said about him choosing to stay instead of taking the easy road to a college football playoff spot by going to the perennial teams that have been in there, the Alabamas, the Georgias, the Clemsons in past years, um, you know, Washington, Ohio State, Michigan's, those, those type of teams. There's something to be said where would be like, hey, I could transfer to those teams and, you know, be a shoe in to the college football playoff, or I could stay at Oklahoma State, the team that believed in me from the jump and build something special here. And I think that that just snowballs. I mean, we know this is going to be his last year in Stillwater. There's no way he doesn't declare for the draft, but he could start a trend of a good culture and a positive culture here because he didn't have a good culture his freshman season. And he's, he's told me that the culture was not good, but it's changed and he's stayed because of it. And I think that there's something to be said and something to respect that he wants to continue to build on that and not take the more NIL money or the easy way, the easy path to a national championship game. Yeah. And that's, that's probably, probably a big reason. So like you, you build your culture, uh, you love it here. You love the guys that you're with. And then let's say you go to Alabama, you assume it's going to be that way. And it's maybe not. It's hard to sit here and knock Alabama's culture based on what they've done over the last decade and a half. But if it's not a good fit for you, it's not a good fit for you. Also, it was Dalvin Cook. <laughs> Remember that one. Good Go recall. Ahead. Woo, thank you. Uh, last thing I'm going to ask about, Ollie, you've you mentioned a ring of honor. We've talked about guys like Brendan Presley, Malcolm Rodriguez, Justin Blackman, and how they mean so much to this program. When all is said and done, where do you think Ollie ranks on that all-time list of great Cowboys. Circle back to me at the end of the year. All right. Like, put a pin in it. So much depends. And right now it's easy to to say like he could he could end up number three easily behind Barry and Thurman. But what if he just like explodes? And like overtakes Thurman or something. What if he just goes absolutely nuclear and breaks all of Barry Sanders' records? It would be hard for me to say here right now in February. Uh, yeah, he he he'll be top five, and then he just like goes out and has a Barry Sanders type of season, and it's like, well, you look pretty dumb. Why didn't you know that? He was going into the season as the number one ranked running back in the nation. And then he dominated all the all the records. I'm not expecting that to happen, but there's a chance. So if well, anybody is going to take an opportunity to seize, it, it's Holly Gordon. He could do it. I'm not saying numbers though, because I, I'm not I'm not saying necessarily statistics. I'm saying like when I think of Oklahoma State football, it's like Brandon Presley means so much to this program for what he's he's also been here five years. Mm -hmm. So he means a lot like Malcolm Rodriguez exemplified what it meant to be an OSU cowboy. Yeah. Justin Blackman has the numbers and everything, but those guys I look to more as like the guys who people admire for their character and their play. So like, where would you like, like, I feel like Ali has the chance to, I mean, if you go any, he's, he's, you said it earlier, he's at all the events and people just love him. Like yeah. he gets, Standing ovations everywhere. He is everywhere where he could easily hole up 
because he knows he's going to get asked for pictures and autographs and all of that stuff. So like as far as the cowboy character, where would you put him? Circle back. Yeah, I mean, even yeah, with character and all of that, um, it's it's going to maybe even sound like recency bias, but more people care about Oklahoma State football today because of Ollie Gordon. And he's drawing more and more eyes and attention than maybe anybody ever has at the running back position. So he might he might end up number one on the list just based off of that alone. Well, we will revisit this conversation in January after we win our national championship. <laughs> Before we wrap this episode up, some quick news and notes to throw out to everybody. Last week, we discussed the expanded 12-team playoff for 2024. I said that they'd be voting this week. Well, that vote happened. The college football playoff board of managers voted unanimously earlier this week that the five highest-ranked conference champions will receive an automatic bid to the playoff. It would be highly likely that all four out all power four champs, again, no Pac-12 this season, plus the highest group of five team would be those top five teams. There's always a chance that a group of five team ends up in the top four. If you get a team, you know, like Tulane has been hot the last couple of years. We all kind of expected that, but that vote happened. It will be top five ranked highest conference champions and then the next seven best teams, as we all suspected. That is official. Also, Chili Cowboy is this Saturday. There will be an auction at the halftime of the Bedlam basketball game with football star or football player Aiden Kelly as the auctioneer. You can go to the game and bid on jerseys and other OSU memorabilia. All proceeds benefit Special Olympics Oklahoma. If they raise $75,000, Ollie Gordon will take the polar plunge on Monday on the student union, union plaza. I believe that is at 12 p.m., Go to basketball, bid on some things, check it all out. And of course, on Sunday, go to OSC Wrestling, the Iowa Duel. So if they raise $75,000, Ollie Gordon will take the polar plunge. Yet Justin Blackman probably does that for free. And uh, you know how much he loves dipping in the cold water. And uh, y'all didn't even ask him. Did y'all listen to our show? You know, you could have you could have raised some money just by uh, seeing him do that for free. Also, uh, Darren. So Darren Shrum and former cowgirl softball player Chelsea Alexander started the uh, the um, Chili Cowboy back in 2022. Chelsea's brother is very involved in Special Olympics. He's a Special Olympics athlete, so that's something that's near and dear to her heart. So they started it. So it's very close to Darren Trump. And I was talking to Darren yesterday, and I was like, hey, uh, that's on Monday. And by the way, it's going to be 83 degrees on Monday. So you better wow. put some ice in those uh, dunk tanks, please, because that's a not-so-chilly cowboy, sir. Too, too easy. <laughs> Last too easy. year, it was like 70, and I was like, Darren, we need to – make this cold. They had a huge pool last year and they were literally dumping buckets of ice into it, but this pool was massive. And I'm like, how cold is it really? So yeah. How cold is it really? And yeah, the only chili cowboy I know is Jace Chilcoat, former walk-on quarterback. So shout out Jace Chilcoat, chili. Also, 
uh, Elliot Jeffcoat doesn't count as a chill coat, but he's got a coat, so he's chilly too. I got to throw both those guys in. I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, had to give shout outs to my guys. Um, what else did I say? Uh, what was the other thing that we were just talking about? Chili Cowboy. The um... uh, Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I lost it. I got I got so distracted by it. Just go to the wrestling duel, guys. Just go, you know, go pokes. So yeah, just go, go to the wrestling duel. Yeah. Well, uh, um, no idea what I got completely distracted. I I need to get some sleep. So that's what that is. We stop rolling. You're gonna be like, I know yeah. And then like, if I made any outrageous claims during this episode, it might have just been due to some. Yeah, we'll we'll circle back to this episode in a little while. I don't want to get. Uh, called out for some crazy stuff there's maybe a reason behind that (laughs) (laughs) all right well with that we're gonna go before justin says something he's going to regret thank you all for listening to this episode of the believe in okay state podcast presented by bet online you know what to do like share subscribe follow rate review comment be our fans be our friends we appreciate you all he's justin i'm meg go pokes go pokes Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.